0: Somebody should say something. There's nothing to say. I've been to a lot of funerals. I folded the flag and given it to a lot of wives and fathers and kids. I told them how sorry I was. But that's not what I was really feeling. In the back of my mind, I was always saying, better them than me. But I don't believe that now because now I realize that there are some things worse than death and one of them is sitting here waiting to die.
1: I don't want to die here.
0: I saw a couple of buses in the garage. We could fix them up. We could reinforce them and then get as far from here as possible.
1: And then what? Oh, I have an idea. Um, while we're at it, why don't we
0: swing by the marina and hop in my boat and take it for a pleasure cruise, you jackasses?
1: Wait a minute. That's a good idea. There's islands out in those lakes. There's not a lot of people on them.
0: I was kidding. How far is the marina? Oh, my god. You're serious? I think it's a damn good idea. How about the rest of you?
1: Kenneth? Yeah,
0: that's a good idea. We have to pick up Andy, he's part of the group.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not to shit on anyone's riff here, but let me just see if I grasp this concept, okay? You're suggesting that we take some fucking parking shuttles and reinforce them with some aluminum siding and then just head on over to the gun store where we watch our good friend Andy play some cowboy movie jump on the covered wagon bullshit. Then, we're gonna drive across the ruined city through a welcome committee of a few hundred thousand dead cannibals all so that we can sail off into the sunset on this fucking asshole's boat? And for some island that, for all we know, doesn't even exist? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three men will risk it all to try to stand out from the herd. It's the Cinema 9 Podcast, with your hosts, Eric Branstrom, Michael Govier, and Travis Roy, coming to a speaker near you right now.
0: And we are live. Welcome to the Cinema 3 podcast. One third of the official hosts is here. I am one of them, Travis Roy, and I am saved from doing this podcast completely on my lonesome uh, by returning guest host and friend, Christian Haraminski. Hello, Christian. Welcome.
1: Hola. You could have done this by yourself. You're three times a person. (laughs) Is that a fat joke? (laughs) <laughs> well no if the three times if three of you are nine uh one of yes. you' is three
0: this is true this is true and I'm only um, one
1: man so now it's the cinema four well
0: Travis cubed um yeah <laughs> so um Mike govier couldn't be with us today today I wouldn't be surprised if he popped in sometimes when he gets busy he's ducks out on the show and then he s- shows up like an hour into the show but no promises on that one and Eric is uh on assignment. As our friends over at the uh, All American Spook Show say, and we do have old friend Aaron Worley, aka Chudbud, Chudbud chiming Hi, in. Boys. Hey, buddy, nice to see you. I, I put it, yeah. Um, so, what's it's, on uh,
1: assignment? What is he doing?
0: I, I mean, he's tending CIA to his. Life. Operatives? I was Yeah, I was deliberately vague on that. Um, I, I don't know what he's doing. He didn't tell me what he's doing, but it's not my business. He just wasn't available, and that's okay. Um, fine,
1: fine, I guess.
0: So it's you and me. And who better to talk about 2004's Dawn of the Dead than the person I was living with when I watched it, uh Christian, my buddy who we obsessed over this and you me and my girlfriend at the time uh, who if she was still talking to me uh, I would have happily have invited her on the show Bryn Gibbons the three of us were like locked in on this movie so we'll uh we'll discuss that in detail but I'm sure you, you have some fond memories of that span oh, of yeah. our life
1: the old roomies <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. For sure, but uh, before we get into that, we'll talk about the news, like we kind of always do. Uh, instead of getting into general news, we'll talk about the the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which which took place uh, last weekend. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once was the big winner, and that I now, think. Go ahead,
1: real quick before we get into this. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You'll have to forgive my ignorance on these award shows, but is this just a third way that? That Hollywood can suck its own dick? What is the difference between this and the Oscars and the Golden Globes and the Emmys?
0: These are good questions. Because I thought... The Emmys are for TV only. so Right, right. right. This um, is an
1: Emmys plus Oscar. So what is the Golden Globes then? Is this just like so the, the Golden Globes, version of the Oscars?
0: The Golden Globes you can just delete from your mind. It might as well not exist. It's completely fucking stupid. It's not like a People's Choice Awards or anything like that. All the Golden Globes is, it's literally the Hollywood foreign press. So people like reporters from other countries who live in the United States and report on American entertainment, this is oh. their vote and so th- that's their organization fucking which, foreigners
1: we don't give a shit what they well think.
0: i'm perfectly happy to have the i mean like the oscars like so the academy that's the that's that's includes that's international people as well as well as americans and i'm all for that i don't have anything against foreigners you're fucking nationalist but uh <laughs> <laughs> but i do um i do think that it's like okay who cares what a bunch of it's a critics choice awards basically uh it's a you know and so the oscars it's people within the industry it's uh you know from almost almost every step it's not the people operating the honey wagon i don't think any caterers get to vote i don't think it would be cool if they did but but almost you know from grips and stuff up as i understand it you know some of them are members of the academy and they they can vote maybe it's not that Uh,
1: inclusive caters are probably 1099s <laughs> so, books.
0: at any rate, it's like producers and editors and, and and sound people, and it's like you know the whole mixed bag of of the industry. So I that's see. all the people that are voting on that, and that's kind of why it's so well regarded. And then the Screen Actors Guild Awards are literally the actors; it's the actors' union, so it's okay. their awards. So it's all actors voting on their own work. So as someone who that for me, that's the main thing I'm usually interested in. I, I appreciate cinematography and all that other stuff as well, uh, but I'm always mostly invested in the actors and, and their performances. So I've always really right. valued that. Cool. All right. Um,
1: Thank you. That was, yeah. that was good and informative for us novices of film.
0: <laughs> so um everything everywhere all at once came out to much buzz last summer, I believe it was. And I kind of was worried it was going to be forgotten and clearly not the case because it won uh best, best, cast in the motion picture it won best uh female actor in a leading role best male actor in a supporting role um and jamie lee curtis won best uh supporting actor and uh or actress and to meet her
1: once did you what was she like the uh very nice and her husband was very quiet and stern-faced that's all hmm. i can remember you didn't like, have yeah, time for your
0: a... bullshit but she was she was kind uh.
1: <laughs> no, on his way to the oscars like to get cool shit and
0: oh that's when you met she him was on his way yeah. to the yeah i was oh.
1: opening doors as a valet at the uh, renaissance there the marriott <laughs> or whatever and wow. uh yeah opened the door i'm like holy shit jamie lee curtis i think i even said that and uh she smiled said, how you doing tonight I'm like all giggly and just a cool lady and then yeah i don't know what his name is the uh the famous husband <laughs> I'm not just sure kind of droll like, gets out of the car kind of nods at me <laughs>
0: honestly, i don't know who, she, who, who her husband is but i i do i believe that she'd be cool to the to to you know to the plebes because she she's just like totally i mean like you watch if you watch her speech she's so i mean I, she said the she said fuck for instance oh. you know she's just she's always just been kind of like a loose and and kind of like easygoing kind of celebrity in my opinion. She's always been very grounded for someone who was born into Hollywood royalty and became famous at a very young age. You gotta respect that. Uh Kihi Kwan's uh he also won best uh supporting actor for his performance. And I mean I I got I got verklempt at his at his speech, you know I mean like to, to see this guy come back from from Goonies and, and Temple of Doom and all that time spent where he was, you know, trying to get back in the business and giving up and then to get to the point that he's at now, that was really that was really cool.
1: So you're um, I have to see everything everywhere all at once, is what you're saying.
0: Dude, you should have already seen it. What are I you doing?
1: Know, I, know. I don't know. Is it <laughs> on can I can I get it for not rental prices yet?
0: I mean it's on showtime. I'm a patient
1: man when it comes to film these days.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that. It's it's been on showtime and it's worth the free trial if you don't have showtime or yeah, even just get i burned that
1: free trial but i should yeah you
0: know get pay 10 bucks for one month watch that movie and then watch a couple other movies and then cancel it you know
1: it's, i had stars for the longest time didn't know it then i was like fuck that i don't watch anything i canceled it oh, and yeah. then party down comes back i'm like god damn
0: it <laughs> you know what i had that i canceled recently was cinemax fucking <laughs> worthless why oh yeah totally why blessed. why did i i mean i know why i did it because it was for a dollar uh aaron would like to know if we are into top gun which,
1: yes, I was just um, about to mention, uh, they won best, what, uh stunt ensemble or something? I uh, did it? it? Stunt ensemble. Oh, I'm okay. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Been... I was not. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick, stunt ensemble in a motion picture. And I will tell you, I, I saw that movie. I'm not a huge fan of the original, but Maverick was so cool, dude. Oh, what a cool movie. And dude, I saw it in wait. a theater. I was, I was in Vegas, stuck in a resort. Nothing to do. It was great. Hours, and I was like, yeah, it was so fun.
0: I'm honestly, I'm I'm not into Top Gun, the first one. I mean, fuck no, that movie. No, it's
1: fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I
0: love you, Aaron, but uh, no, I hate I mean, that movie is, like, not good. I mean, it's no. nostalgic, but I, I, yes. I don't know that it's good. But <laughs> Maverick is great, and I genuinely wanted Tom Cruise to get nominated for a Best Actor. Uh, on a side note, I have not drank on this podcast in a, over a year.
1: Are you about to? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I am.
0: Yeah, I am. That's a
1: frosty mug of beer. Damn it! Got like a three foot (laughs) sign Wife, give me a beer, please. It was a snow day, so you know, fuck it. I'm gonna start drinking before five. Shit, man! All I got is this coffee. I thought I need to stay awake. (laughs) So, what about television series? What did anything? I know you're a cinema podcast, but you
0: know, yeah. It's nice to talk to TV a little bit. I started watching White Lotus today. I watched the first episode because it won best cast. Um, yep. and you know, I, I kind of resisted, but it was up against some pretty big things. Um, Better call
1: Saul. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, well, it was up are... against, uh, what's I didn't want to either one of those, but the crown and severance, I was really pulling for severance, but so I figured, all right, it's time to finally. Get in there and and watch that. And Jennifer Coolidge won best female actor for it as well, which is, is cool. Is
1: it good? I've been holding out too. I mean, I want just I the mean, first. Er- it's early. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I was actually
0: pretty underwhelmed by that first episode. Someone had a baby. Someone else, uh, I don't know, had testicular cancer. Maybe, maybe there was not a lot going on. Um, good but, start.
1: Um, and I heard the second season slows down. It's like, oh shit.
0: I'll certainly shit. dig into it. I mean, it's got way too much acclaim to not check it out. Um, I was kind of surprised that they did not give Christina Applegate uh, best female actor in a comedy series for Dead to Me. But how's she uh, gonna
1: carry? How's she gonna carry it though with the? Well, I mean, she has it. you know, know family you. and
0: friends uh, <laughs> they could put a. You know. <laughs> but she actually like seemed genuinely excited that she didn't win it, and I think that in a weird way, it's like Gene Smart. I don't know that she deserved it over Christina Applegate. I thought both of their performances were great this year, but at any rate. Um, I love you, Christina Applegate. And lastly, oh, no, I'm that was a joke. No, no, I know, but I, I generally I, 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 I do I,
1: like her. I would straight marry that woman since yeah, since '87. Yeah, when yeah, I exactly. couldn't, when I wasn't allowed to watch Married with Children in my That's honest? what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I actually hated that show, but I mean, um, Adventures in Babysitting. funny. Singing, I went back. Not, not or uh, no, ago. not Adventures in Babysitting. What's the other one? Um, the one that she's don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. That's yeah. that's where I fell in love with that 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 wonderful woman and lastly jeremy allen white won best actor for the bear um, which i mean he was up against a couple guys for barry and a couple guys for only murders in the building some big hitters i thought that either one of those shows would win and but i was really happy that jeremy allen white won because the bear is great we've already sung its praises a bit on the show for a cinema nine you know for a cinema show we have talked about the bear before a few times but man good stuff
1: you've got to find the is that that cooking show or am i thinking of something else
0: yeah yeah it's like a it's about like you know chefs it's about it's about guys in a in the back of the house
1: okay awesome. i'm going to have to check that
0: out oh it's, it's really good i mean it's as good as any show that like I, that's you know that div, digs into personalities and people that are passionate about their work so it's a lot about you know the 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 collision between creating art and like being like making a fucking living in like a blue collar job and just trying to like make ends meet. It's great. It's really good.
1: Now, a quick shout out to Jason Bateman for the uh, male actor in Ozark. However, yes, I think Bob Odenkirk deserves something for better call Saul. Cause that is so good. I love Odenkirk
0: 30 yeah, you years know?
1: now. Just about, I mean, come on.
0: It's funny. This I man kind of do. I kind of thought that he was going to take it, even though I I had not watched Better Saul, Call Saul. I watched the first three seasons and kind of tuned out. I don't know why. I know it's I hear it got better after Michael McKeon left, but um, I I felt like once Michael McKeon died, I was like, well, I guess I'm done with this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's the whole reason I'm watching. Um, really? Those first yeah, three seasons, I thought it was great.
1: bad. Yeah, but no, it's you know ramping into the Breaking Bad days. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. watch though, as uh, Odin Kirk gets older and has heart attacks, and you're like, ah, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's harder and harder to hard. suspend
0: that disbelief, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yep. This is a younger version of Saul. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Oh, shit. So, so, uh right about here is where we typically would get into our quarantine viewing picks. Um, I kind of was quarantining because I was sick for the second week in a row. That was fun. Um, but I, I did get to watch a lot of movies and other stuff. Um, let I me mean, dig into a few of them. I won't, I won't take up too much of our time. I dug into some eighties horror, uh, particularly warlock because, you know, they have recently called off the searches or more or less said that they're just searching for the body of actor Julian Sands who starred oh, yeah. started and I've been he, looking
1: for updates. That sucks.
0: Yeah, it does suck. Uh, they've pretty much acknowledged that he's, That he's not. uh, not Oh no, not at this point.
1: Especially they just got twelve inches of snow, or twelve feet of snow, rather. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's over. They're not gonna find him until this summer, probably. I hate to say that, but that's the reality. It's a
0: shame. Um, I know he was a really experienced climber, and uh, like really, that was like his main thing that he loved to do in life. Apparently, so uh, I hope that in a weird way, you know, he went out the way he wanted to. I hope. No one wants to like you know die on the side of a mountain, but you know what I mean um so uh warlock pretty fucking good to be honest with you for like an 80s horror. you know well i actually really like 80s horror but it was it was cheesy but not too cheesy and richard e grant is the hero along with laurie singer and gotta love some richard e grant that was that was fun on the other hand i checked out um omen free which is really just called the final (laughs) conflict you know sam well, cause Sam Neill is Damien is a growing up. I'm like,
1: it's been, you oh, know, Sam Neill's in it. Yeah. He's, but you did know, that come out? 80, let me see. 80, oh, okay. 19,
0: 1981. Yeah. It was a while ago. It was like, it was one of his first big starring roles or at least his first big American starring role, which him with an American accent is always hilarious. Like, sorry, not, not buying it, but uh, yeah, not, not also not a very good movie. Unfortunately, um I would, i'd say that some other horror i guess i was kind of in a horror mood i revisited uh the faculty from 1998 hadn't seen that robert rodriguez movie in a long time you know almost every one of those motherfuckers in that movie are still working like still big elijah yeah. you know elijah wood and and claire duvall and like josh hartnett like all these people are jordana Brewster's still hang showing up in those fast and the furious movies
1: well it's because so. 9-11 happened and we forgot a lot that happened before you know 2001
0: so i thought we were supposed to never forget um
1: every every, we've forgotten everything prior
0: no i checked out megan this new horror movie from this from this past year that's gotten a lot of i guess it's m3 again whatever um you're not not familiar with this it's, it's it's chucky it's child's play extremely derivative especially of the remake extremely derivative of child's play uh meme horror i guess you can call it it wasn't terrible i was entertained but i it wasn't good i will watch the sequel that has already been greenlit but i won't watch the first one again anytime soon if that makes sense it was like an okay afternoon burn but nothing you need to get too involved in
1: it looks ridiculous
0: oh yeah it was it was ridiculous (laughs) this was what i was going for speaking of ridiculous terror of mecha godzilla i enjoyed that last night um 1954
1: you know before 1975 oh uh, oh the later films yeah like not, m- not quite as classic yeah midzilla
0: um <laughs> <laughs> but like Mid- seeing six, the guy like Mid-Zilla. you know you're watching these fucking assholes like talk to each other for 45 minutes just waiting for two guys in a rubber suit to duke it out and then they do and you're like yay and then you got another 45 minutes of these assholes talking to each other <laughs> Um, and then rubber suits again. You're like, oh, thank guys God. In rubber suits. <laughs> You know, I was Obviously. surprised though. A lot of the plot stuff actually factored into the uh, Godzilla vs Kong movie or Kong vs whatever one that came out a couple years ago that I actually really liked. But uh, so that was that was a that was worth watching. Uh, we have a ghost from 2023. You've got Anthony Mackie and um, David Harbor. Star- David Harbor is starring as a ghost in a uh, kind of a com- like a horror comedy film and this is from the guy I think his name's Christopher Langdon that did um, uh, he did Happy Death Day and he did uh, some other horror movie I can't I'm blanking on it right now but he's like really good at premises without necessarily execution because uh, the premise of this movie was kind of interesting it's like what if someone had a ghost in their house and it became like uh, the huge media sensation like they got footage of it and everyone found out and like the, the ghost became like a celebrity so that was kind of fun like a fun idea but then it's just like the execution was just kind of cheesy and just didn't really work um, that's on Netflix though it's worth checking out but it didn't blow me away you know, I, really, I was hoping Mike was going to be here so I could talk about Trip to Spain with him. I, um, he, he loves the Trip movies, he loves Rob Bryden and uh Steve Coogan even more than I do. And I'd seen all of the Trip movies, but had somehow accidentally skipped Trip to Spain, which might be my favorite in the series. I, I laughed my ass off through this thing and like, and then it turned to like this dark weirdness, uh, which is the way all the Trip movies go, which is what I love about them. Like, hey, it's going to be uncomfortable laughing and then darkness. Um, I dug it. I'll
1: wrap this up here right now. <laughs> it's still winter. I got to head into summer before I can do darkness.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, I can always, I can always take the darkness. I've checked out, um, you know, there's this new, I haven't watched the, the last episode, but there's this, this documentary series that was released on national geographic this year, or actually I guess at the very end of last year, I'm not really sure, but it's called UFOs investigating the unknown. And it's a five part series and I defy anyone who is skeptical about UFOs to watch this series because, and I'm not making any arguments about aliens uh, and and neither does the show. Like that's a separate thing. The whole idea, the whole fact there, there has been decades of things in the sky that we can't explain. Um, This, this show does a great job of documenting like the very verifiable, um, things that the u.s government has done from you're smirking at me and i see you christian But i'm telling I'm you just like saying, a lot
1: of these a lot of this footage usually comes near some sort of like secret naval base i'm just saying
0: no, no you're whatever. right it, look it's i was I, government i was <laughs> warehouse in the middle of the desert i was 100 skeptical of that shit and i'm not talking about area 51 either it doesn't even come up in the series because area 51 is a experimental plane uh you know no, but what community. i'm saying
1: is they have those bases all over so you got a bunch sure. of yokels in wyoming going What and, in the fuck the, is that it? and, it's and just again something. i'm They're not testing some i'm not saying you know. that it's, it's extraterrestrial
0: <laughs> i'm not saying that it's
1: extraterrestrial it's an flying object sure. that's
0: all i'm saying that's yeah. all i'm saying things that like you know technology that we can't quite explain at this moment not saying that no humans have that power but it's not publicly known if they do my suspicion no, is that whatever's going on is human based. Again, I'm not talking about the problem, aliens. The
1: problem with but, saying UFO though is like culturally people immediately equate it with aliens. Sure. Just sure. in our well, deal. But look, so one, I think I think it's a misnomer anymore. We need to reframe the we have to say unidentified it's, flying what Yeah, it it's now?
0: UAVs now, uh unexplained aerial vehicles is what they is what they yeah, uh, okay. I
1: like said. I like that. UAV. So, I mean, and that's and that's what the thing is. I mean, it the, doesn't the people, sound like a disease.
0: The people that are being interviewed in this thing are, are Navy are like Air Force pilots. They are it's you know senators, Congress people. Um, this is very legitimate sources like uh, people have had the same stories stories for years. So if, if you have wow, any skepticism right. about this, if you have any skepticism whatsoever, I defy you to watch this show. I'm serious. Say the Uh, show
1: again, because I didn't hear you then. uh...
0: UFOs investigating the unknown, which is a stupid fucking name, and there and it is you know there is like a woo woo factor to it. Don't get me wrong, because it's about fucking UFOs, but all of the like all of the investigation stuff of of very verifiable, historically proven. You know, this is like these are very real sources. Is better not as verifiable as anything else.
1: Afternoon, fucking MSNBC special bullshit or like a history channel i'm stuck in a hotel for the day i hate the, the history show. channel
0: i i don't believe in ancient <laughs> aliens i'm not on any of that shit i again the second i
1: second that crazy hair guy shows up on the screen i'm calling your ass
0: like you i'm i'm like i want to remove the idea like the concept of aliens from the whole equation because i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about All just cool. things, UAVs. That we, I'm UAVs, things that we don't you know have public knowledge for what they are and if you watch it, you'll be like, "Okay, this is fucking weird. I can't." The really
1: government speak. man,
0: <laughs> exactly. I checked out Navalny. Speaking of the government, uh, the documentary about Alexei Navalny, uh, the opposition leader to uh, Putin, it's expected to probably take best documentary. This is this is thrilling. This was really um, intense. I, I I knew this story, but there was a lot there that I didn't know or didn't know the the details of. And it's really, it's like watching a real life spy thriller thing take place. This documentary is pretty interesting. The same filmmaker that made uh, that documentary about the band last year or a couple years ago, I forget what it was called. Uh, We Were Brothers is what it was called. Anyways, um, it's really good. And out of the four Academy Award nominee, uh, nominated movies this year that features a donkey, this is the one that where the donkey has the best time he has a carrot he gets some pets it's very it's very fine for that donkey um which brings me to eo a movie that i've been really looking forward to seeing i almost went to um some like art theaters to catch it but i knew if i was just patient eventually it would stream before the is academy Awards. michael jackson no <laughs> different, different eo um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, different uh, EO is from 2022 it's nominated for best international film from Poland the filmmaker who's been around since he's been making films since the 50s this guy uh, Jerzy Skolomowski this guy was born shortly before the Nazi occupied, occupation of Poland so his earliest memories are like war-torn Europe and seeing fascism be defeated and then seeing authoritarianism and fascism like start to creep back in. And he has kind of like taken a 1960s movie that is about a donkey that travels across Europe and put a completely different spin on it and remade it. Um, It's not that similar to the original from what I understand. It's very much like this, it's through the eyes of this donkey, right? You're watching this donkey cross through Europe and it's not about the donkey it's about humans it is um you're watching like this completely i know you're laughing but that, that's fine i i've made very clear in the show that i I'm, i love donkeys are like one of my favorite animals um but whether you however you feel about donkeys like like all animals, uh, it's an innocent creature, right? Like there's no, especially something like docile and domesticated like this, like it never, it doesn't hurt people. And so watching um, it move through Europe and seeing all of the different ways that humans treat it, that even like humans are either like indifferent, cruel, or like helpful, but then not able to like follow through it's 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 beautiful. I mean, like it's literally a beautiful film. The way that it's shot is it's high art. I mean, it's like people are going to be turned off by it because it's almost like snobby high art. But it is really, really, really beautifully shot.
1: I mean, yeah, I,
0: I, I defy you to watch this film. You will not laugh. You would not laugh if you watch this movie. I mean, it's 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 no. It's, I
1: won't laugh because I'll be asleep.
0: I I had to stop <laughs> periodically and like weep. I'm I'm not kidding. Oh, like it's, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's, now
1: I- to see it it's it's it's
0: uh it's a powerful movie it really was um i i really strongly recommend eo it's it's my my main recommendation for the week i have to say
1: E-I- E-I-O. yeah i'll yeah. keep it short and then you do 14 minutes
0: <laughs> that is me keeping it short well on the other hand i was gonna i was gonna cut out a <laughs> bunch of stuff here but uh it's just the oh, two but, of us well, so yeah i figured
1: it. i didn't say anything i'll let it go because yeah we might run <laughs> short because who knows
0: yeah, or well, we could run long because uh, I'm not as married to the whole hour and a half thing that our other co-hosts are.
1: Well, well, I don't care as long as you guys can fill. I think probably around the three hour mark is when podcasts get hard to upload. But... <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and uh, So,
0: did you watch anything lately?
1: Yeah, I, I watched a few things. I was in the dark uh, last week during an ice storm mm. and um, ended up at the shop with a laptop in my lap where there was heat and light, and charging portals, Good. Uh, was super bored. Netflix suggested I watch Two Guns. You ever heard of this fucking movie? Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington. And I yeah, saw their two faces, it. and I go, why have I never heard of this? This looks fun. And I threw it on, and it was the dumbest fucking thing I'd ever seen. It was like <laughs> these two guys playing caricatures of themselves, in a film it was just so fucking dumb like smart Alec mark Wahlberg is gonna tell you what oh yeah the whole fucking cartel wants to kill this guy and he's just smart smout and these fucking all you
0: know right. i've never seen it but um i did see that it was trending on netflix last week and now i know why because they were suggesting it to people that people like you were going
1: oh all right let's see what we got here oh it sucks it, it was <laughs> it was uh it was bad enough that with about Fourteen minutes left. I just shut it off. I didn't yeah. care, and I saw that the whole ending was going to be just even more ridiculous. So I was just like I bagged out, mm. uh, threw on the Sting instead, and got comfortable. There you go. Um, good movie, classic. Obviously a classic. Um, JFK threw that on the other day. Fell asleep halfway through because I was on a muscle relaxer, <laughs> but uh, woke up and went back and rewatched it because you know what? It's it's kind of a silly fucking movie but I was obsessed with it because they used to play it on some channel back in the day in like the mid nineties. And I videotaped it because I think I was obsessed with watching a man's head explode on television. I'm like, Holy shit. That was a president. So what? I mean, a great cast, you know, you can't go wrong. It's epic it's cast of, shit movie. Like, right? Yeah. Terrible movie. <laughs> Fucking awesome to watch like Walter Matthau and, jack, jack Lennish. Lennish. holy john shit! john candy
0: is like, amazing young
1: kevin bacon just killing yeah. it <laughs> yeah. um threw in reservoir dogs just because it was also suggesting that i'm like you know what fuck it's yeah, been man. a good while fuck it and i you know always love it
0: yeah it's so good uh,
1: you guys had mentioned uh pale blue eye but i haven't been on in some 12 18 months whatever it's been so i will tell you that i watched that i liked it uh banshees good banshee's in a sharon Yes, yeah, um, I love it so much. I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people don't understand it. They're bored. It's just too slice of lifey, but I thought it was just silly enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dialogue it's like enough. Throw on them but, some titles because silly but help. bleak,
0: right? Silly and bleak yeah. at the same time.
1: Yeah, it was almost too. I didn't know it was gonna be so bleak. I'm like, oh comedy going in. I'm like, I knew it. These two fucking guys get all dark and <laughs> Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, and then let's see. The rest is going to be Clarkson's Farm on Amazon. If you're a fan of Jeremy Clarkson, he runs a farm out where he lives in England. And it's really funny. A very entertaining show. show. My mom loves it. Um, Last of Us, keeping up with it. So fucking good. So and I, we, I, we I, I think t- this is why you had <laughs> picked this, because I mentioned the other day that the way Dawn of the Dead made me feel when it came out is the way The Last of Us is making me feel now about this kind of like regeneration of this genre. It's like, oh, this yeah. is exciting again. I'll tell you, that's
0: I picked so Dawn of the Dead because of your email. You complained so much about uh, Dream a Little Dream. I'm like, well, what would Christian like?
1: Oh, <laughs> that's even funnier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's half true. I also have been wanting to do the movie for a while. But dude, Lost, Last of Us is great, right?
1: It's incredible. Dude. So good, so good. If you're not watching, I don't want to discuss it in case of spoilers. But yeah, no
0: spoilers. But it is awesome. If you, I mean, Pedro Pascal, you the man only does great work.
1: Love the man, fucking well. uh, And Wonder Woman, Narcos. Oh my god, don't even get me started on Narcos. I might have to go in round two on all those. Mm, Um, Glad Beck, the hostage crisis is a good doc. All in German, so it's subtitles. Sorry, Travis, you're out. But it's it's a really cool, really (gasps) fucking bizarre situation.
0: I, I'll watch foreign I hate subtitles on on the English language I mean I, you know the oh. oldest movie I watched was all in subtitles you will it's, read a
1: screen i'll I'll
0: read i'll I'll watch a foreign film no problem I'll, I'll do it because in, in that case it's a little different because like my brain is like I'm not understanding what's happening and you know what they're saying anyway so it's just different but right. if i'm if i and I am still kind of distracted by it don't get me wrong but like to hear the English language and see it on screen it just distracts me.
1: Yeah, that's again. Uh the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Also, I'm a I'm a big doc fan. I love these these things. Uh another s- weird scenario. I totally missed it. Uh yeah. I won't go into it. It's just about did you hear about this dude?
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember what we oh. talked about it uh, last episode, I think. But um, okay. we so get we'll get just assume
1: it. everyone knows what we're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, but sure. check that out. Trying to trying to f- give a fuck about these Murdoch people. So I watched a while yeah. HBO and a Netflix doc on these Murdoch fuckers.
0: What Murdoch? Rupert Murdoch and his son?
1: No. Oh, you haven't heard of this? Alec Murdoch, this fucking South. Oh, oh. oh, Dwelling lawyer. Yeah, Yeah, the murderer murdered his wife and kid and then had himself shot or something. What a fucking bizarre story. But yeah, I watched the news. I just. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching these documentaries to kind of like, what are they? They're just a bunch of privileged pieces of shit so half of them deserve to be dead i feel sorry for the wife but yeah go away i'll, I'll watch the movie when even... it comes
0: out they'll make a movie yeah exactly
1: it. i i'm gonna wait because the documentaries they're not they're so unlikable i don't even care <laughs> um and then i uh what else i i guess the last thing i'm not saving it for the last because it's just worked out that silly, way but uh i watched that 90s show i was a kind of a big fan of that 70s show back in the early aughts whatever mm-hmm. and uh this is a this is a funny little tip of the cap. It's kind of stupid. It's got that canned fucking sitcom laughter, but you know Ugh. what? It's kind of like a comfort watch, dude. And Deborah Joe Rupp, and um, oh, I'm blanking on his fucking Reds name.
0: Oh, um, Mike would be furious. He loves um, uh, Kurtwood <sighs> Smith.
1: Yes, thank you, Jesus Christ. They're they're awesome in it. That's why I loved the show before. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a good, it's a great watch, and they're going for season two, I hear, because it is enjoyable. If all you right. were a that 70s show fan, um, you know, little cameos from the old cast, it's fucking fun. Hmm. So, check it out, and uh, I, I will uh, re mention Clarkson's Farm, dude. So funny.
0: Okay, all right, get <laughs> t- t- two pitches for Clarkson's Farm. Yeah. My mom, my mom will be thrilled. Um, Good. so that is uh the stuff we watched. Our, I, I feel like I left some stuff. Yeah, I, I did leave some stuff up. But we'll move on with our lives. Get into our main event. Oh, we're talking, oh of course, about Dawn of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, written by James Gunn, and of course starring the likes of Ving Rhames. Um, oh shit, um, what's her name? The main character, Sarah thank you, Sarah Polly, like Academy Award nominated Sarah Polly, Kellie Pfeiffer. and Mackay Pfeiffer, Jake Weber, and Ty Burrell. Burrell. There's a lot of people in this movie. So let's Michael go back.
1: Is, this? is it Michael Kelly? Is that the guy's name?
0: Yes, Michael Kelly. Yeah. The first thing I remember seeing him. Huge in, fan in, in, of him. He's fantastic uh, in everything he does, and he's he's so not like like. The characters that you usually see him play, I feel like in this. But um, let's let's go back here. Let's. Do you remember? Well, I don't remember how. I I don't remember my own show. I don't know what order we do this shit. So fuck it. We'll start with the IMDb rating. Um, what do you think the IMDb rating is on this bad
1: boy? I think I accidentally saw it when I was looking for that dude Michael Kelly's name. So go ahead and choose, and I'll let you know if you're close. Uh, <laughs> Experience Sorry, And I didn't noted. mean. Didn't mean to do it. It's just it was. I was just mindlessly going, yep. scrolling to the actors, and I just saw a number, and I'm like,
0: I, "It's taking years I said, of training." Because yeah, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, this I, is I what go happens Wikipedia. when you have
1: somebody on every once a year, <laughs>
0: right? Right. The first like year and a half, I would routinely do that, and then like I finally just started looking at Wikipedia when I'm actually watching the movie. <laughs> um So I'm gonna guess that it's pretty loved, but not that loved. I'm gonna, I'll say 7 point zero. Let's see. Wow,
1: you're close. And, I'm, it, uh, Seven point three, yes, right, yeah. I was gonna make sure I didn't have it pulled up, but I, I remembered seven point three. <laughs> seven point. Your 3. eyes are correct.
0: Out of two hundred and sixty thousand votes, that is definitely a pretty well regarded film. People people like it, although and it's uh, it's in the it's in the at the top one thousand and eighty two. It's number one thousand and eighty two on IMDb. That's not too low out of all the movies in the world. Let's see what the um, the people have Tomatoes. to say. Um, the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes people, which I thought I had this ready, but give me a second.
1: No, um, that's all right, because I'm gonna read you some of the headlines from the bullshit reviews that like IMDb <laughs> will just let happen. Why I gave Dawn a ten? Well, maybe it should have been a nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so critical reviews. Let's see here. We got. Um, we'll start with, uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, f- uh, from the Chicago reader said the new version has its share of disturbing moments, but writer James Gunn and director Zack Snyder have stripped away the social satire of the original and put little in its place. Splat. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see who else we got. The original Brian. satire. Hmm. Brian Eggert says, no matter how much the genre has been beaten to death in the years since its release, Snyder's remake is enduringly scary, thrilling, and incurably watchable time after time. Incurably watchable. Uh, it remains his best film. This is a, he said this in 2022, so that's much more recent. Oh, really? Review, well, see?
1: He's, he's experiencing it like we did because it was incurably... <laughs> would you say rewatchable? I mean, yeah. Just, Oh, yeah,
0: that's what he said. Incurably rewatchable. Uh, which was certainly true for us, um, A.S. Hamra from The Baffler in 2020 said, "The film totally sanitizes Romero's use of a shopping mall as a site of consumerist critique." I don't know that, that I don't know that people are wrong about that. Um, I wish I could. No, they didn't. Mike usually they does this and... Go ahead.
1: No, you're you're good. They. Uh, I'm starting to get the satire because I haven't seen the original in who fucking knows how long. You know, I, I really either. thought
0: about um, calling that one up and doing that instead and then maybe following next week with this or you know, my next choice. But I feel hmm. like there's so little doubt in my mind that the original holds up. And this, I didn't have I, – I was a little less sure. Um, I think Michael O'Sullivan from The Washington Post said it more than surpasses oh, – what did you. he say then? <laughs> it more than surpasses the original <laughs> – um, <laughs> we've got we've got Cinema Nine's favorite, our own Dessen Thompson from the Washington Post. Oh. Hey, Hey-o. uh chiming in in March of 2004. He said, "Has many of the elements that made the first Dawn so darkly entertaining," and he gave a full tomato. All right,
1: right. there you go, Dessen Tomato, Man, we love you. you. We love
0: you, Dessen. Uh, Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle said it's silly, Willie. Let me try that again. That's silly, oh, witty, in good nature, not scary so much as icky and not horrifying or horrible, but consistently amusing. This guy writes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lastly, we have a splat from Roger Moore at the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, save your quarters for the video game
1: i don't think it's a video game was it
0: yeah oh there was like a there was a, a shop there was a video game they didn't call it dawn of the dead but i oh. remember there i don't remember what it was called it the, I,
1: the the gun ones kind of thing
0: yeah like you were literally stuck in a shopping mall fighting i mean it was literally the fucking plot for dawn of the dead and it was kind of hard i remember playing it i don't remember what <laughs> system it was on <sighs> okay Shit. well whoever's listening someone's like they know um,
1: screaming it there <laughs> at their steering wheel
0: Oh, and I'm
1: uh, Citizen
0: K. We missed a couple comments from our buddy John, uh, who chiming in. John Andrew says, Megan John was I'm trash. In. It's okay to say it. Yes, yes, I acknowledge <laughs> that it was trash. M3
1: Gan, please.
0: <laughs> M3 Gan was trash, and it was <laughs> trash, but it was entertaining trash. Uh, MJ Govier chiming in with Kurtwood. I guess, uh, he's Kurtwood's... not so busy, he can't watch us do his show. Uh, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil? Question mark? No, not Resident no, Evil. No, But that was a
1: great fucking game. Resident Evil Two was better. And I remember right. my mom had this. We had this cabin out in the woods, in a small town near Lansing, where my grandparents lived. And my brother and I would play that game in this like middle of a campground. Nobody there because it's like this Christian campground. And uh, oh my god, dude, that game freaks me the fuck out. Uh
0: Silent Hill was the one that always freaked me out. We're talking scary video games. But let's talk Dawn of the Dead 2004. Yeah, do, you sorry, do you remember sorry. Christian No, I forgive you. We're allowed to go on tangents. Do you remember the first time you saw this
1: movie Christian Heraminski? I Was it in our apartment cuz I don't remember seeing it yeah, in the what? theater. You saw it with me in theater. In the theater. Okay. Yeah. That is a Okay. The three of us I wanted to make sure yeah. because that foot coming down is what I remember of the theater, but I oh. Dude. Right? that I, that's what sticks out to me too in my memory
0: big that ass giant foot in my fucking face. foot coming out of the bathtub and sitting and, and, and going down you know it's sarah polly's foot coming coming she's coming yeah. out of the bathtub right yep yeah it really stuck out to me too i don't know why this giant fucking foot
1: <laughs> yeah I convinced myself for some reason that that didn't happen in my i was like i made that up that was just too cool a shot oh, <laughs> you
0: know mike govier mike govier uh, friend of the show mike govier <laughs> <laughs> Uh, routinely is my memory for me because my memory is just Swiss cheese. It's complete garbage. Um, uh, but it's refreshing to me to have a, a firmer grasp on this than someone else. Because let me tell you, I remember the first time I saw this movie, it was you, me, and Brand. We went to the Brighton MJR theater, which is what the cinema nine is named after. Um, I don't think it was, yeah, I think it may have even been the original one. I'm not sure by 2004, but at any rate, we went and saw it and we were obsessed with it we went to so chili's obsessed. afterwards and talked about the movie so much <laughs> that we went the next day i believe and and we saw it again you and i saw it multiple times in the theaters i saw it in theaters more times than i've ever seen any movie in theaters i lost track
1: somewhere around Holy 6 or 7 yeah yeah what was the what was the zombie obsession where did it come from it was like 28 days later maybe but what was Dude. in what was in the interim there was 2 years there And maybe this was like the start of my zombie obsession or the cultures, really, because then after this, the late aughts was just that Adventureland and everything zombie this and and bacon and and zombies all
0: all of the 2000s was bacon and zombies corgi yeah and
1: by the time you get to the walking dead you're just exhausted and this is stupid
0: so when i was growing up i remember being terrified by the michael jackson thriller uh thing and i got really into werewolves from the beginning but like my 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 brain broke at the zombie part of that of that (laughs) video like i mean i was like i was so young i was just like my i couldn't fucking handle it and I was super terrified of zombies my whole life. I remember watching the previews for the uh for the Night of the Living Dead remake that Tom Savini did, and it gave me nightmares when I was like 10. And I remember like staying up all night, like freaking out the zombies were gonna come in because I saw it in a fucking preview. So I was really like, even as a grown man of like at 24 or 23 years old, whatever we were about that age, uh, when this came out, like I was still like really I remember being actively nervous going into the movie theater to see this because I was like, Fucking zombies freak me out, man. Like I'm scared of zombies. <laughs> I had enjoyed 20- Twenty-eight days later but i hadn't gotten like into zombies i was still kind of freaked out by them and then we watched this and it was just so much fun that we started i mean like we remember we were like quizzing each other but anyway, it it's still in theaters and this is why i'm blown away that you don't you don't remember seeing it in theaters because we watched it so many times in theaters I
1: smoked a ton of weed
0: man that's that's true um but we would literally <laughs> quiz each other about like just random shit about the movie like we would we would just you me and Bryn would just quiz each other about minutiae from the movie that that we would just we would try and like pick stuff up to to stump one another afterwards like as we were watching the movie together so we got pretty obsessed and as i mentioned uh last episode i literally like took a white t-shirt and a black magic marker and made a t-shirt uh it didn't say like dawn of the dead or anything it said zombies ate my face and i (laughs) Put it on and went to work and just walked around. and I was a, I was a machinist at the time, and that, that's the state of mind I was in at the time that I thought this was a normal thing to do. Um, I'm, I'm like, I put like fake blood on
1: it. <laughs> I don't know oh my what god, the fuck right, well, it. I can tell this without being embarrassing because we <laughs> used to do zombie drills where we would just randomly yell out zombies and you'd have to kind of like make a plan it. real quick to get out of the apartment so fucking stupid
0: what's the closest what's weapon that would we cave ahead yeah
1: what do you <laughs> grab i've got a lamp and a pillow fuck i'm <laughs> fucked no shoes on i i fucked this one up <laughs> but you know
0: that zombie uh quiz or that zombie like you know drill that we did I think gets at what one of the things that I love so much about this movie, which is the way you are just really thrown into the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, yeah, we get a lot of of inklings about what's going on. Like, you know, we we it's starting early tonight, you know, with the with the paramedics and and someone's been bit in the hospital and he's been moved up to the uh, ICU. And you get the sense that when she leaves the hospital, it's probably just. A few hours before that whole hospital, just becomes completely overrun and goes apeshit. Um, but when she wakes up, it's only her lights or the fact that she's not a light sleeper. And Louis uh, Louis is actually for the record. I looked at the screenplay. It's Anna and Luis Cortez um, for the record. But anyways, um, since Louis is not a uh, light sleeper, he wakes up first and dies. And then it's just for the rest of the movie. It's just boom here. There's no explanation. You were living your life, and all of a sudden you are now confronted with the unimaginable, which is undead cannibals. And that to me, I think, was what really it's what grabbed me at least.
1: In in a universe where that idea isn't an idea, because right. You know, they, they're confused until well into the movie about how you know, don't get bitten by these things. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a lost concept, and then they're like harboring people that have been bitten eventually, and it's like, oh, Christ, have you learned nothing in the last 24 hours?
0: Right. Even the whole uh, getting them uh killing them in the, shooting them in the head thing kind of fails to really sink in. You know, uh, Michael, the character played by Jake Weber, it's so funny. Every time I see him as they break into, like, they're they're first inside the mall, and he sets down a solid steel crowbar in favor of, like, a balsa wood croquet mallet. (laughs) clearly not equipped to deal with the zombie apocalypse, Um, but he figures out then that you've got to, like, you know, he figures out that he could stop it by shoving it through its neck, and it pops out the head, and he kills it, and then just, like, a couple scenes later, he's outside, and he's, like, shooting zombies in the chest, and he has to be told to shoot them in the head. It's like, come on, man. You're the smart one. You're the smart (laughs) TV salesman guy.
1: (laughs) Well, he was just good with people, really, if you look at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was like one of the did things he ever that,
1: like, have a plan. He was just very like, you know, sure did, of the plan. And was he did have a
0: plan because when um, when Ving Rames gives the whole big speech about how he doesn't envy. Like now he like envies the dead instead of being grateful that he's alive and says he doesn't want to die inside the mall. Uh, Anna says she doesn't want to die here. And everyone turns and looks at him. And he's like, well, we could take these buses and we could rig them up and we could uh, do this right. and do that. But you know this plan sucks. This plan is so stupid. It never really occurred to me before until I watched it the other night. But I'm like, so you're in this barricaded, bulletproof glass place with so much food in it all over the place that you guys can like have like routinely like routine candlelight dinners, right? And you want to go out of here so you can go to an island where. There's no, you don't know what's there, but there's right. probably not a lot of food. Right. You got to um, catch
1: the food then.
0: And once you get to the island, how long before you're like, well, I don't want to die on this island. <laughs> right. You, I mean, you feel stuck in a mall. Yeah. You're going to feel stuck on an island.
1: It's a terrible plan. And yes, yeah, <laughs> stay in the barricaded place. There was I'm still wondering what happened to that helicopter. It's you know probably overrun.
0: Oh either one I would that, have said but yeah nice. I mean
1: the second they drove out there it was and that's one of the coolest shots of that movie that sea of zombies surrounding those buses oh and yeah and it's just like I would have been like that's a terrible idea you can see them from the roof how many there are yeah oh my don't, god you, don't the go there they can't the, climb and the bus wouldn't would like it would get stuck on bodies would, that thing totally would have been tipped over much easier i feel well, they
0: got, like they got the chainsaw which is always a good I- idea to have yeah, a operating in a closed, chainsaw the yeah. moving vehicle let's with, shoot guns no safety of-
1: measure with a, like a boom like a bungee on it so it doesn't <laughs> swing back and cut a woman down to her heart <laughs> and, and then
0: shooting guns inside of like a, of a inside of a bus you know like they're all going to be deaf <laughs> by the time through the hole like
1: it, it can ricochet <laughs> off that chain mail you know tang- but, you know
0: speaking of uh great shots and helicopters you know the the cgi'd helicopter from the original dawn of the dead that makes its appearance in the beginning of the film when she's driving down the road and you see this other car come and like it barely misses her and it hits that gas station and it blows up and when the, 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 the like this like the shot coming in from behind there's there's some really like this is Zack snyder i think announcing himself in a lot of ways did he do anything before this i feel like he did mm, not right
1: 300 was that after
0: no 300 was before this you're right 300 was the thing that he really had made uh that's when he burst onto the scene with him kind of blew everyone away in like i think 2000 or so 2001 and this was his follow up to that which we still have like so much slow mo and like extreme close ups and god damn it i hate the sound design in this thing like i'm like no
1: 300 <laughs> was 2006 no shit.
0: this was before 300 Really?
1: Yeah. So there you go. Wow. All
0: right. So this is his first film.
1: I I mean, you have it in front
0: of you. I I closed my. I didn't IMDb. like. I
1: didn't type him in, but I can. <laughs> this is real professional, folks.
0: <laughs> eh, well, we're kind of winging it tonight, you know. I'm drinking. <laughs> Fuck it.
1: Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Here's the thing. Here's what I will say. Uh, I I've seen 300. I've seen Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. By and nothing else all of his movies are not in of interest to me wonder woman and all that shit that i'm looking at
0: yeah <laughs> um I'm, well he produced that and he directed you know he directed dawn of justice the batman vs superman movie and he did justice league and Watchmen. man I'm of steel never you know? seen all these um, he did a lot I'm of stuff the... that's not amazing but yeah looking at it this is his this is his first film this is I I don't know why I thought three hundred was first, but yeah, this is his first film. He directed, you know, live Stewart's "Leave Virginia Alone." He uh, directed a, uh, the, he, dude, this he directed Soul Asylum "Somebody to Shove" video. That's so funny. Remember that? God, What a misrepresentative song by that band to be their big single. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people moshing the Soul Asylum. No, that's that's not
1: what you do. Lizzie Borden was his first, so there you go. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Blood so, and, and no, then music video. As oh, well. Okay.
0: So, this is his first film, and it's certainly uh, an announcement. And it's not, It's to me, it's a problem when a movie has such a strong beginning. And this movie has two strong beginnings, right? It's got the, the intro we've discussed when she comes out of the house, and you see the zombie apocalypse taking place in real time before her all stressed out and that music and like people running across the street. Like I, I don't remember seeing anything on film like that before. I mean, I was so inspired by that that I literally wrote like the second screenplay of my life while you and I were living together um, about like the zombie apocalypse happening in real time. And then of course lost that computer, but. I was just blown away that that you were actually finally fucking seeing the zombie apocalypse. It seems like every zombie movie, it's always you're always seeing like it after it's taking place off screen. Like, no, this is the shit we want to see. I want to see the chaos. I want to see things fall apart. And yeah. then she crashes, right? And then she crashes that car, and Johnny Cash kicks in.
1: Yeah, it's a oh that that's what kept bringing us back. I think that that opening because it's immediate. There's no bullshit. I don't need to meet characters and hear yeah. a bunch of fucking exposition on their background we just go right in like
0: because if you don't like gary then hey you know yeah.
1: right yeah this, this guy's <laughs> probably maybe gonna die if you don't like him but keep watching
0: <laughs> right you know it, and then that that the 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 actual credits with the man comes around and you see you know the, the cdc response we don't know if he's al- if they're alive or dead and you and you see like uh you know the In front of the white house soldiers opening fire on reporters and all this shit you see like this footage you're like i don't know if this is like real footage of a truck driving into a crowd like what the fuck? where did this come from uh does this belong here but there's it's intense right and and it's so foreboding and while we don't get to see you know the entire collapse the way that it's not until world war z that i think we really see the zombie apocalypse happening in real time which thank god someone finally did it um but you do see a lot of that here and a lot of it gets uh, kind of summarized in that really incredible opening with and then you know, to end it with like johnny cash talking like you know quoting the bible it's just it's just so fucking cool
1: it is it's artsy it was um i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> artful. <laughs> now, did you watch the director's cut or did you watch the um I watched I
1: watched the director's cut and to be honest with you, I I maybe th- saw two things that I could say weren't in the original. Maybe I'd been watching the director's cut so much. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw this film. It might have been like 06 kind of dude, thing. I don't I haven't seen this in so long. There was has, this big splurge and then just yeah. n- n- out. I, I didn't No, I was just saying,
0: I was just saying, man, I was like, we, we beat the fucking horse to death in 04, 05. And then I probably, you know, I I checked in a few more times, but it's probably been 10 years, 15 years since I'd watched this movie. Um, But yet at the same time, it all was still pretty memorable. It all still (laughs) uh, was pretty fresh in my mind, I guess. Um,
1: Now, does it now saying, having said that great intro and you're hooked does it get do you feel now watching it again? Does it get too cheesy later? By the time we get to that montage of building those buses and shit, am I like mm-hmm. am I out of it now? Is it less punch these days? What what was I well what was I so obsessed with?
0: Just um one quick thing um to on the on the director's cut version. In the director's cut, you see them break into the actual mall. You see like that zombie with one arm and they like break into that back door. And then you see them like in the back room, whereas in the, in the regular version, just like they're like, he's like, Hey, we're going to the mall. And he says it in such a casual way. It's like, Hey, we're going to the mall. And then um, they're just
1: in the mall. And then, they,
0: yeah, they just throw a toilet through the, through the, uh, through the glass. Oh, You're like, what okay. the fuck? How the, That doesn't make any sense. But so that, that was a necessary scene. They should not have cut out. But in terms of like, does it kind of start to lose its steam once they're actually in the mall? Eh, maybe a little bit CJ and company show up and, you know, a lot of like the satire that's in this movie, I think, is taking place with the security guards uh usurping power over the police officer and like just blatantly just taking advantage of the situation to like spy on people and hold guns on them and boss them around. Like they don't actually care about the shit in the store. They're just enjoying like the, the having no power to having all the power. So that's cool. But at the same time, yeah, it kind of starts to slide like that. That first 20 minutes is so strong. And I don't think the movie like just falls apart or anything, but it does no. get a little bit like episodic almost. Like it starts to be like it almost feels like a TV show. Like, okay, now we got these new characters being These characters, be, yep. Right. And we're, gonna, and, and-, and we're gonna deal with them for a little while. Now we're gonna deal with the whole Andy situation and like him being over they, you know, they gotta figure that all out and chips is gonna run over there. Which what the fuck are you thinking in the first place? Why would you put a dog in that situation? Like that's just stupid. Like you even Take the fact that I'm a dog lover out of the equation. Like, you're gonna trust a dog to just run across the street through like a field of zombies? Who knows where this dog's gonna go? It's a doesn't whole like of people out there.
1: Doesn't say a lot about teenage girls either, because she just like the severity of. Being bitten, you've watched your father die, but I'm gonna run out there to save this fucking stray that just happened to be in the garage. Yeah,
0: well, I'm a 42 uh, year old man, I'd probably do the same thing, so I'm not oh judging the cold. Well, <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, gun store or not, probably not coming back for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I do love the moment when Andy, uh, is. Turned, I love how he goes up on the roof and like smears his own blood on the whiteboard and holds it up there. And I and the headshot I mean, that's not CGI, that's an actual like prop head that they blew up there, blew up, yeah. When Zing uh, Rame shoots it, which is pretty
1: damn well done, slices them open, real yeah. super accurate, you know. Yeah, for, yeah, I guess you're when you turn into a zombie, your skin just becomes like Play Doh, like <laughs> through and through, there's no uh, density anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i've got a qualm about the movie though speaking of andy getting bitten
1: so oh, i've got a, i got a few we can okay, dive well, in
0: <laughs> I, I i got one here and then we'll get and get into yours because uh i feel like there's a major inconsistency with this movie and maybe it's kind of intentional but you know andy's bitten and he turns in five minutes four minutes i mean about the time it takes for her to drive a truck or the, the, the van across there or the truck across there um and then this old lady the fat old lady who's actually a stunt man uh in a fat lady suit uh you know she's bitten and they say that she goes within like five hours or something like that and then luda the wife of of Mekhi pfeiffer the pregnant woman she's bitten it takes Weeks. yeah. It takes like forty eight hours, thirty six hours. I mean, it takes at least two days. I mean, they we we get the montage before she turns, before she's I mean, even turned. It's like, what the fuck how, is that? Like a week? How long is how? What what's happening here?
1: Yeah, and they say five days until. So I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to defend the the script here <laughs> or the plot hole, but. Andy does keep saying, Oh, they got me good. You what we watched her husband bleed out in like, you know, uh, 30 seconds, and then he's right up within the minute. So if Andy lost a ton of blood, I can buy it, you know. That
0: makes sense. You're right. If he bleeds out and he dies, and then that that's yeah. gonna bring him back like Lewis. But I, it I made into, it...
1: get into the physics of you know but the fat old
0: lady, I mean, like she's been on the arm and that's it. And, by, and the, they, by
1: the way, what the fuck are they doing? Like, yeah, wheel that fucking thing in here. She looks like a zombie, and she's alive?
0: And it's after CJ said we're, we're going to get the wrong kind in here. We're going to get the infected in here. So but they. That's what I'm saying, like, here. It's in
1: a universe where they just, like, the thought of an infection is just so foreign to them. Like, that, that thing would stay in the truck. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> if you, you dragged that thing here, what, what's wrong with you? In a wheelbarrow.
0: <laughs> that thing well i guess you're still treated like a human being christian
1: <laughs> was that the point of the film that i miss it because i'm sorry i wouldn't or the guy that got bit openly saying oh my fucking hand hurts i got bit like well sorry dude you're out here now you're outside now
0: i do love seeing matt frewer um show up in this movie you know because he's in it so short but for two things like one he's like russ thompson really... <laughs> yeah he's, he's yeah right uh definitely could play him but he's a really good actor for one and for two um he looks like a zombie already so he's really well cast to like play a zombie and i We're love his, about
1: uh, nicole's dad right yeah nicole's dad it was who is big did. russ thompson from honey i shrunk the kids he did play him
0: right he, max headroom also right that's matt yes, Fruit. um and and Trash Can man from the stand on the tv show okay i thought you Where missed it oh no 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 uh oh no i i i i i I do not think of uh I did miss it because I do not think of Honey I Shrunk the Kids when I when I see Matt Frewer. I, I think Trash Can Man and I and I think Max Headroom. So I guess because I'm two years older than you, and that's just enough that I get Max Headroom.
1: I, I was I was only allowed uh <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Kids because my mom watched it and it was approved. Hmm. What
0: was <laughs> what was the big aunt's name in that? Do you remember?
1: Uh ants Auntie. What that's fucking dumb. The ants was named Auntie, right? Uh, I don't know. That's stupid. All right. Anyway, have to you guys st- you guys haven't done that one yet? Be no, no we
0: haven't done that one. I feel like Eric's gonna call it any day, though. It Eric seems like something.
1: Gauvie, eh? seems like a Govia 80s reminiscent. Anyway, we've,
0: we've not touched the 80s quite enough yet. We need to, we need to fondle the 80s some more. Um <laughs> going back to Luda. We got to give the movie credit for going hard with a zombie baby, though, right? We got a zombie baby in this thing. We have a zombie birth. We have a zombie baby getting shot in the head off screen, but still like, the fucking gun is like pointed at the baby's head. You don't see that in film much, probably it, for a reason.
1: It's cool. But the madman that got us to that point should not have. <laughs> been doing any of that again what haven't he, what hasn't he learned man what have you not watched a bunch of people being shot in the head with their face half off that you're gonna think that a uh just because you had a tough life you're gonna fucking have a baby and then this is what you'll raise it in and that'll be better than what you went through and two your wife's been bitten dude forget it, it's over she goes outside too with wheelbarrow lady and max headroom
0: you know, uh I think I think you're right. I think that it also kind of um it made sense the way that that, that Eric that Andre is introduced and that he shoots at the cop who's holding a gun and like pretty clearly alive, but he's like trigger happy because he's standing in front of his wife. He's like uber obsessed with protecting his pregnant wife to the point that he ignores the fact that she's clearly infected and dying. Uh, and all that, so he. I, mean, I think they do an okay job of establishing that he kind of loses touch with reality to to save his family. But I, I think that that also kind of gets into the episodic nature of the film, and that in some ways, and it's not a short movie, but in some ways it feels like there's this was almost more set up to be like a mini series or or something like that. Now I did take like I said I took a look at the script. I didn't finish it, but uh the script didn't come across like it was designed to be that lengthy. But at the same time, there is a lot kind of shoved in here
1: yeah i agree i don't know about miniseries because i mean we're talking about how it's kind of i'm not saying falling apart but a little bit you're you're kind of losing me for a bit and same thing walking dead does you know you can't make a miniseries out of this kind of shit i don't think because it's like you can't get into the personal shit like we're having this mental battle about this dude's childhood and we end up with a zombie baby and it just it's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just can they just survive? Like that's why I like The Last of Us. There's no like deep meaning bullshit. Just like you don't think you got to deep... survive. Dude. Well, you don't think man. there's
0: deep meaning behind Last? No, of with is with... isn't it kind it's, of a, it's
1: not a part of? It's not part of the like. It doesn't move the plot as far as like them surviving. It's just like these are all backstories, hmm. right? Well, I, I mean, there's deep I get... meaning in like when you think back to before.
0: Well, I would argue that – and again, I don't want to get into spoilers for Last of Us, but I, th- I think that there's mm. – there's, yeah. for one, there's something being said about human connection, which is not – that's pretty obvious. That's what every piece of art talks about. Uh, but there is something there about that. And there's also, to me, something going on about, like, authoritarianism and, like, rebellion, but I get your point. Yeah. yeah. This, though, you're right. Is There's not – There's not a lot of depth there, which was what some of the uh, critiques that we read at the start of the show were about, that there's not a lot of, like, satire happening here. It's more just, hey, this is violence, uh, and it's completely, like, excusable violence because it's on zombies, kind of like movies that murdered Nazis. You're like, yay, chop up the Nazis or chop up the fucking Manson family, whatever. We can celebrate that kind of violence. So I, I think it's there's some of that going on here. And there's definitely despite it being set in a mall and all that, there's not a lot of consumerism going on. But I do think he is kind of making some comments about society and class and like where we establish ourselves. And I, there's also this moment where um
1: there's a weird religious on, moment in the middle. that's exactly
0: that's exactly where I was gonna go, right? Yeah. With with the uh with the that Ken guy, yeah. So that's Ken Foray from the original Dawn of the Dead. And so before, before he comes on screen, we are still getting the news, right? Uh, We see Tom Savini is a cop and he's like, Hey, get that woman. She's a Twitcher and all that stuff. (laughs) Um, So we, we, and we see like that there's the, the the media is trying to keep it together and inform people. And then it kind of gets, it starts to degrade. And then, you know, we, we watch that one anchor overnight, right? The anchor goes off the air and then the next morning they get up and it's all, you know, it's all static. But before it's static, there's the preacher, and he's like a hardcore zealot, right? He's like talking about like abortion and homosexuals and yep. uh, and all this premarital
1: stuff. sex and shit. premarital
0: sex and yeah. In case you think that there's actually like uh that's the message of the movie, no, no. I think what the, what they're saying or what Gunn is saying here and Snyder's saying here is like um you know, you, you you as society starts to collapse and we lose information, you, you, what's going to step in is like religious zealotry, and then and then hmm. there's nothing. But interesting. But there's not, yeah, there's not a lot of moments like that.
1: I don't know the way they scripted the the f word and then kind of made fun of this religious organ player who likes to wear shoes. I mean, eh,
0: okay, I'm not trying to be
1: woke here, but like there there was no like end. It It was just this like preacher moment, and no one had any kind of CJ's just like yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like I don't agree (laughs) with that shit this isn't why
0: yeah and then you're getting into you're talking about how glenn like is like watching them take their shirts off and like telling them about the first time he um you know saw a young man and knew he was gay and like and cj's like this is hell for me and all that it's like all kind of played for laughs and he's like wearing yeah shoes and stuff so yeah i'm not crazy about how they do that with glenn either but i did find it interesting that they take the christian you know the the organ player who works for a church and he's like i don't believe in god i don't see how you could i thought that was interesting so there there's some nuance to some of these characters they're not super cookie cutter i mean i think i, th- I mean like for for being some broad strokes here um they like cj in particular we get to see that there's more to him than we than we first think we get to see a redemption arc of sorts here um, yeah, when he throws work-
1: him that gun he's just mm-hmm. cheering like CJ throws him the gun. You're like, yeah, CJ's right? got a gun.
0: <laughs> right. Cause like earlier on when, when he throws him the ax and he caught, when, when Jake Weber, uh, when Michael throws him the ax instead of the gun, when they're going into the uh, parking garage yeah. and like, you yeah, get yeah, that so kind of cool. crazy zoom in, you're like, Oh fuck. You know, what's going to happen in here? Is he going to try and, you know, stab him in the back? Like what's going on here. But it turns out that he's not the worst guy in the world. He's he, and he ends up ultimately kind of unnecessarily sacrificing himself for the greater (laughs) crew
1: i had to have that explosive moment and someone to go out and he had done it he foreshadowed it earlier with the uh yeah at the uh, gun store gunworks
0: yeah but he's
1: awfully fucking obsessed with like the minutiae of daily tasks at the beginning which is hilarious Mm -hmm. like makes them go clean up metropolis when they should just be katie bar in the doors like dude come on dude (laughs) Uh, before you guys board this wall up, do you want to get out of those blood-soaked clothes? There's a fuck bunch of fucking J.C. and whatever <laughs> in here. Well, those I think just that, new threads.
0: yeah, I think I think that is a little bit of the commentary though that's going on with him is that like he, it, who gives a fuck about Metropolis? It's again, it's just the power. He just right. he yeah. just enjoys the authority. Uh, and, and, and the so least
1: qualified, <laughs> most level-headed <laughs> right. is Michael, who's just some sales dude.
0: Yeah, who's had multiple jobs, uh, multiple wives, kind of a loser before, um, but weirdly rises to the occasion here and makes a move on a on a recently widowed uh, Sarah Polly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who she watches him shoot himself in the head, like she's clearly like watching as uh, as they float off into the distance as he blows his head off, which you
1: know, I've often know. wondered how fucking horny would you be during this event, right? It's so fucking horrible. I'm covered in someone else's blood. I just want to fucking make out with you, and maybe (laughs) we can screw in this fucking steel cage.
0: (laughs) Dude, how about the fact that we had to watch Ty Burrell fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Can't unsee that shit. And there, there's phil dunphy just plowing this girl from behind with his shirt off i'm like well you know what's funny i gotta give ty burrell a lot of credit though because like i had never seen him in anything before i saw this i, I mean i think i remember um the movie with topher grace uh and scarlett johansson i'm blanking the boss's daughter i think it's called or something like that um sure he hadn't done much be- before this and so to me he was like this guy is the quintessential asshole. I could never imagine this guy playing anything but a but king prick because he's such a fucking asshole. In this, he's movie. the modern
1: family dude, right? And and he plays a yeah, total yeah, fucking he, like dunce. that's what I'm
0: saying. And then he turns around and plays Phil Dunphy for like a decade, and I'm like this, like the ultimate lovable, goofy, like uh, harmless individual, like uh, on TV. And I'm like, man, I, I got to give him credit because I, I buy him equally in either one of these performances.
1: I'm a fan. I wish he'd do more. I agree, man.
0: I, I, you'd think that after Modern Family that he would, you know, do more. Not well, just show up in the Hulk movie. Yeah, maybe God. he's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of money, I'm sure. He you got to take a
1: break so people forget your, I mean, what, how, how long did, um? what's the Mad Men's guy name again? John Hamm. Um, yeah, John Hamm. He had to wait a bit in between getting big again.
0: And he also had to make sure he just took nothing but comedies so he could... You right. Know, you got to uh, change
1: the perspective <laughs> in people's heads.
0: Right. Which is maybe what he was doing when he took the Phil Dunphy role. Like, oh, God, everyone thinks I'm an asshole from, <laughs> from when I played God damn you,
1: Steve Marcus. Yeah. When he played Steve Marcus.
0: So, sloppy,
1: uh, Any sloppy moments? I got a sloppy moment where me. Michael's outside that truck's coming in and way to ruin a fucking potential beat sesh when he's like seeing Sarah take off her shirt. Oh, man. And then that fucking truck. God damn it. The truck comes. Michael's standing there shooting zombies. And then he turns around. Michael, watch out. There's one just like chilling behind the dumpster right next to him. <laughs> yeah. The whole time watching him shoot his buddies. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's there. Eh, a little sloppy moment. I, I-, I want to nitpick a little bit
0: because it's yeah. just for
1: that. head. It's always for that headshot. They got to find him and just cram him in there. It's a zombie film.
0: At the same time, though, I feel like, like, you know, when you watch the movie for the podcast, you, you know, I don't know if you took notes or anything, but I know you were approaching it more critically than you probably would otherwise. Because, like, I'm watching the movie and I'm watching it. And something that never occurred to me before is, like, when Phil Dunphy <laughs> and Ty Burrell uh, clearly, like, leaves Kenneth laying there. And, and Yeah. When Steve walks, you know, he, like, leaves Kenneth laying there and he gets out of the truck. And then he's like, stand there, and he like sees blood on his hand. He's like, "What the hell?" And He like wipes it away, and he looks up, and he sees the zombie. I'm like, I make a note to myself, like the zombie wouldn't have waited that long, but like, who gives a fuck? It's a movie. Like, you know, you're allowed to like change some stuff, like for a little artistic license. Um, I I tend to get a little nitpicky sometimes when I get, you know, I'm like, I think I'm being critical, but really I'm just getting nitpicky. Uh, I think that overall, they there's, um, you know, more or less. The movie does a pretty good good job of avoiding sloppiness. I think there's not a lot there.
1: Maybe it's so. all right, except everyone is completely absent-minded when it comes to Andre. They could have avoided that if they just paid attention to this dude. Yeah, acting all fucking weird. Yeah, hiding his wife and shit. That'd be really weird if his wife just stopped coming around. We're all stuck in this mall. Like,
0: yeah, watched no, a
1: bunch of people die, and then they're talking about anyone else been bit and then he just he literally leaves (laughs) he He doesn't answer just walks out that would be so like (laughs) that's suspicious
0: (laughs) yeah there's definitely like
1: a a little bit of you know creative liberties there too to just kind of move it move it into that they wanted that fucking zombie baby they're gonna get that zombie baby somehow there's some movie
0: moments what's your favorite kill in the movie
1: Oh geez. Well, Andy's head coming off is fucking awesome. That's pretty great. I um, love it when they back the truck
0: up down the uh loading dock and they like, take out all those zombies oh. along with that, that yellow like <laughs> metal guardrail. It's pretty
1: great. Folds them in half. Um uh what's his name? Oh Jesus, I just had it. Uh Burt Reynolds head opening up <laughs> from the back. That's a good headshot. Oh yeah, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie.
0: Yeah, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny the jay leto and all that that's pretty it's pretty great scene even though you're like, like it's so clearly telegraphing that hey later on in the movie uh sarah polly's gonna shoot ty burrell in the head wait for that
1: <laughs> yeah. wasn't even okay. that good
0: <laughs> not just... uh, so uh is there anything else that we need to cover on this maybe we don't need to go for three hours
1: no not on this kind of movie um
0: what about the ending? How do you feel about the after credits and, and all that bit?
1: Well, serves them right. I'm uh, No, 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 no. A couple things. <laughs> Actually, a couple yeah. things. Uh, unless I missed it in the film, do they ever discuss where this guy's boat is in a dock conveniently down the street, and so they I knew explained- it to go to that dock and then onto that boat at the end of the that pier... I-
0: We have to assume that he told them the name of the boat. They told him where, where but like you don't, he wouldn't feel that
1: way because he's a total dick, right? So I don't. I feel like he would have held all that back just to right. He wants to be
0: valuable because he's not like he's contributing. He's not. He doesn't
1: seem like a very open dude. And then, secondly, so then they go to some island. How did the zombies get there? Onto the island, I don't know. Think I'm thinking way too far into that, but well, I mean,
0: if, blending, if an infe- I like the, the, if the if idea that people, everyone dies, if there's people living on the island and then an infected person goes over there and they infect everybody over there, they, oh, that's, I, oh, that's you know, true. There was they infected before.
1: I'm an idiot. There, somebody did live there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they kind of like. I mean, there it's it's a great lake that they're going to. They're in fucking Milwaukee. It's not like these islands are like tropical islands with no with, with no chance of anyone living on them. They're not abandoned, right? It's it's a
1: it's whatever great lake that's true michigan so thank you i guess so yeah okay more believable right? for whatever reason my my head immediately went to the ocean of course they're in wisconsin what an idiot yeah idiot.
0: they're like they didn't make it to the ocean it is
1: a great lake
0: that's a great lake yeah
1: so yeah probably people do live on that island all right dummy moving on <laughs>
0: On the other hand, why is there a head in a cooler? That doesn't make any sense. That's just a fucking Halloween moment. Boo.
1: If we're getting there, (laughs) I want to go through my notes. Because there was this moment on the TV where there's this special report while they're watching. And this, I don't know, doctor fucking specialist is on there talking about how they're needing to feed on warm flesh. And then he stops and takes this big, loud (laughs) gulp of water. Noticed though. What? <laughs> ah it's, it's, it's almost like Zach Snyder kind of farmed out some of those kind of things, which he probably did. He probably sent that to some low production company to get some of that maybe. extra footage.
0: He could have edited it out if he wanted to, though. You
1: think, but it's in there, maybe I don't know, man. Maybe it's he's just,
0: trying to show like the unprofessional nature that the that that's you know that the news is degrading <laughs> to the last
1: specialist left. <laughs> Right, and like they're not found up in a community college.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's kind of funny. Um,
1: Yeah, no, that's a good name. Name one winner of. Uh, an American Idol style show other than Kelly Clarkson in the last 20 years. American because idol. that was just as popular then from the beginning. They're like, oh, they cut the chubby mailman. He was such a good singer.
0: Yeah, I could not remember American Idol for the life of me. I wrote, my note was, America's singing game. Which I knew was yes. wrong,
1: For the life of me, I could not remember American Idol, as idol. Oh, For the last I, two decades, you can't oh, name um, a single winner from that Justin, show that's been on right? for two decades. <laughs> there was someone named,
0: Someone named Justin because they made that movie with Justin and Kelly. It was called Justin and Kelly.
1: I don't even know. Was it yeah, Kelly I, Clarkson then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Justin and somebody else. Justin
0: fellow who had a perm, I believe. Um, that's all I recall. I worked at Blockbuster when that movie came out. That's the only reason you know that I remember it. It's not like I ever watched the movie. I just went, ah, oh, they made a movie with these these fucking American Idol people. It looks terrible. Um, <laughs> no zombies in that one either. Disappointing. You know, my favorite thing about the uh, end credit scene is that like the credits come. And then they flash a titty at you to be like, hey, there's, yeah. there's titties. Hey. Don't leave yet. Oh. There's titties. <laughs> there's going to be more. <laughs> like There's this, like, no reason to have that there. It's just solely to like, make you sit in your seat still and, and catch what's coming.
1: <laughs> Is that still popular, the uh, after credit thing that they make you sit through? And then it shows on Netflix, and it goes to a corner of the screen where you can't read a single credit, and it and, scrolls uh, through real quick. So like, what's the point in working on a film nuts, if you can't even see your fucking name?
0: my my whole the whole game i have to play with myself is, is like how f- how quickly can i get to my remote to go back to the credits i want to stay on the credits like some of them are like like peacock it's like you got 5 seconds to like race across the room and grab your your fucking remote control before they just throw you into another movie you're not interested in like i actually want to watch the credits i want to like listen to the song i want to like you know sit and like kind of contemplate for a moment i want to see who actually worked on the movie i'm not going to read every name but i like credits i hate i hate that whole thing thing anyway so um that is i think
1: has this movie taught you anything did did the zombie oh, phase talk... like craze teach you anything about how you live your life because it has me <laughs> or what i would look for in the um... event that you know
0: it reminded me then, and I was reminded when COVID first came, that I'm wholly unprepared for any sort of like major national emergency. When when shit hits the fan, I'm a dead I'm man. I'm almost out of milk. <laughs> I'm a dead man. <laughs> what about you? You learn anything from the whole zombie craze?
1: Yeah, Grab your fucking shoes.
0: <laughs> grab your shoes in the car. Grab keys.
1: shoes and keys.
0: Right. Which is great. I love that she sees the keys. She grabs them. Very smart. Saves her life.
1: Yep, and fuck that, that was. That's what terrifies me. It's like if it have if it's happening in the morning, I'm just in my boxers and a T-shirt, and god damn it, I sleep in pants. To,
0: sorry to tell everyone that's, that that just came out, I but it's, oh I've almost finished my giant Jesus beer, Christ. so now I'm telling there them they go. how I sleep. Well,
1: they'll never know if it holds up now. <laughs> <laughs> but they my go. point <laughs> being that if,
0: if the fucking if the fucking disaster comes, I'm like looking for my glasses. I'm looking for pants. <laughs> it's gonna be a bad scene for me. Just and, kill me and get it over with.
1: Find the mall's a great idea. Find the building that has doors that swing out from the inside because zombies don't pull shit, they just push and punch. <laughs> so on the be...
0: There's a zombie in this, it's a weightlifting zombie that picks up the propane tank So it's a good target for CJ at one point. <laughs> Let me hold this yeah. above the crowd so you can shoot it.
1: <laughs> the bodybuilder, the wrestler that <laughs> Happened to be in Milwaukee that weekend. you look
0: confused to be a zombie? I think I'm a zombie.
1: (laughs) What you need?
0: uh oh. we didn't talk richard cheese man you know i remember no,
1: like, I, I i have it here what happened to richard cheese
0: what happened to richard cheese is the novelty wore off that's what happened to Richard. <laughs>
1: <Cheese>. <laughs> but listening back i'm like this is good though i mean i hate this fucking song because they play at the end and you right. gotta mute the credits real quick
0: <laughs> yeah speaking of wine to watch the credits uh maybe not necessarily disturbed
1: is right jesus yeah. my ears but-
0: remember like listening to richard cheese because i lived with jimmy in like the early 2000s our friend jimmy Takis and we got it i think he got me into richard cheese and he absolutely
1: did because he i remember him going dick cheese
0: Cheese?" (laughs) (laughs) right so we were eating that shit up i mean i was already a big fan of like pat boone did that uh metal in a metal mood album so like i was into that kind of swing jazz sound of like covers um so i remember like being in theaters and be like holy shit it's like the internet is on the screen. Richard your cheese? Because he was kind of like an internet-y kind of thing. But yeah, the uh, there's only so many, many like albums that you can put out of lounge covers of popular songs, I guess.
1: You're right. And it I mean, what did it last? Two years. It was yeah. it it lasted as long as the swing and the ska. I hope he made his money. Phases. I do. I hope he I made hope his money so,
0: living large somewhere. Good luck to you,
1: Dick Cheese. He's playing. He's playing covers slowly in a fucking <laughs> piano bar somewhere, maybe.
0: Well, should we wrap up with our final thoughts?
1: Yeah, go for it, man. Start All us right. off. You I'll start me. us off. <laughs> I,
0: I did call you, and and let me start by thanking you again. Like, oh, absolutely. You, you've been extremely um uh, 24-hour notice, not that. Yeah, very flexible, very versatile. Is like, hey, you've got 24 hours notice, and we're going to change the start time oh. on you like oh, five and I times.
1: forgot. I had to rent this. I thought I owned this movie on DVD copy. I could have swore I had bought this. It turns out I don't because as I opened my attic door this morning, I stepped in, luckily wearing slippers, and I heard a crunch. And I looked down and stepped on a dead bird. (laughs) Oh. And that was interesting. And then I'm rooting through my bin of DVDs, and I don't own it. So I had to rent this one. And it's probably because I lived with you who owned it. Yeah, I and i it. lived with a buddy nate who owned it and i
0: owned it and i owned a pirated copy i actually had like a copy that someone had recorded in, in a movie theater like when it first came out and you could like hear people scream like no don't open the door and that kind of <laughs> shit it was great <laughs> i still have That's it somewhere awesome. yeah, yeah. it's the first and only pirate or one of the only pirated copies of a dvd i ever bought but you know i mean so when i watch this movie i as we stated, I fucking just fell in love with it like an unhealthy obsession with the film, with <laughs> zombies. Um, I I did not appreciate James Gunn then, or for many years. You know, I was focused on Zack Snyder, and I didn't know that James Gunn had penned this for many many years. And now I consider myself a really big fan of him as a director and a writer. So I wish I had been more aware of that he had contributed this into my life. Um, I do think it's incredibly. For the time, innovative and uh, bold, the way that it, it it shows things that other movies wouldn't show, you know, the, the, the zombie baby, the actual zombie apocalypse. I think it, I think it I think the movie goes pretty hard. I also think it feels a lot more dated than I was expecting. It felt a lot newer in two thousand four. It doesn't really feel <laughs> that new now. Like watching it now, it feels again, especially that sound design, just like the. Every time a gun is cocked or like this kind of like ominous zombie noise randomly when something scary might happen, might, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that I think kind of detracts and makes it feel a little older, but overall, man, these, these, these performances mostly hold up for the most part. It is entertaining as fuck. Um, again, a, a gleeful foray into violence and uh, without any need for like self-reflection. Because like they're zombies, so that's fun. Um, yeah, I think the movie holds up. I don't think it's as great as I thought it was in 2004. Uh, we'll definitely say that yeah. it slipped down a few pegs for me. Shut. But but I do think that it, as far as being an overall good movie that is entertaining, you could do much fucking worse than the movie about a people fighting a bunch of zombies and uh, and surviving and mostly.
1: I completely agree. <laughs> All critical things aside, I went in with this knowing I love this so much. My I lit, I can watch it in my head. I've seen it that many times. Mm-hmm. And so I went in critically to see what can I find to pick this right. apart and can I hate this movie? And <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. I I can't hate this movie. It's so fun. You're right that the the characters, eh, they're not great, but the actors really do well to do what they could with them um they're all for the most part likable eventually um mm-hmm. some great stunt work some great yeah.
0: practical
1: special effects yeah a lot of the cgi holds up for the most part you know like good enough you were talking earlier that van that comes and hits the car into the gas station blows up that mm-hmm. van literally appears out of nowhere you can kind of if you watch it enough times but <laughs> I'm not gonna get on <laughs> too much for that.
0: It does. You're right.
1: Yeah. Um. But for 2004, and looking back, some of the you know fire these days, and like Game of Thrones, you will be like, "That's fucking. That's so bad." You know, did mm-hmm. you slap that one together on a Saturday night on a reshoot or something? Yeah. Um. CJ, no, matches. Was, the stunts, awesome. The, some of the camera shots, especially in the beginning, when we're when that um we're on the car either mm-hmm. in front or behind and it's just it's this feeling of mo- momentum this forward chaos being chased it's so yeah. fun so great yeah. cinematography for the most part a lot of like i said earlier just an kind of like an artfully done uh, goofy premised kind of movie like that that's kind of the the zombie thing started right it's kind of not really horror or is I mean, it, or am I just too removed from the sixties to go look at that and go, that's scary?
0: Well, I mean, it's certainly a horror movie, but as that one reviewer said at the start, that there's not a lot of horror. It's more like gore
1: yeah' it's um, just gore. action.
0: You know, it's more of an action movie really, which is one of the reasons that I was hoping to get Mike's opinion on it because he hates horror movies generally. And I know that he avoided this movie because he viewed it as a horror movie, but being that it's really more of an action movie, I thought maybe he'd think it was okay.
1: No, this I think, this movie did did like jump scares, but they were like yeah. uh, audio. They would just <laughs> that's, that's why I hate being that's a, why I, a, a totally yeah. unrelated sound. Like that's why I hate the did. sound design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because there's no peripheral vision in a zombie film. You can't tell that there's something creeping up next to you. There's no sense of mm-hmm. it's just there. Oh my god. No, yeah. no, you could have probably side of your eyed that one, dude.
0: <laughs> so it holds up for both of us
1: it holds up for sure dude All so right. fun and if, if right. no one's seen it out there go go get on it it it, yeah. it changed the way we thought about zombie films uh, to this do, day and it yeah, really it, it outlined the next I, I i would say with that and 28 days later too really outlined an entire culture for the next 15 years or so because uh, Walking Mike dead t- is pretty um pretty recently over right that that yeah, somehow and- lasted forever
0: well, they have more spinoffs coming. Don't worry; there's oh, like three Jesus. spinoff shows. So, so it's up. it's an ongoing.
1: Almost 20 years later, it's yeah. an ongoing obsession. <laughs> uh, Mike Chalmers Zombie Films. I rented Mike, it and watched it. And Mike what did you in, think I of rented it? I uh, watched it. He hopefully. said I
0: had the best intentions. He was going to show up. We'll we'll get Mike's uh, thoughts um, maybe in brief on our next episode of oh, the Cinema yeah, okay. Nine podcast. I'm sure he will probably give us a yay or nay. Um, uh he was not able to join us after all which um we understand and we we miss him we miss eric brandstrom as well and eric of course has the uh next choice of film um christian again i'd like to thank you for coming on we will have you on again where you could have some preliminary notice and and actually pick a movie yourself you did pick american beauty last time you were on but that was kind of short notice so we'll we'll definitely have you back thank you again for making it so i wasn't just here by myself I
1: really i appreciate the call anytime happy to fill in and i'm glad i showed you that it's possible because i don't need a ton of notice i've you know
0: we'll definitely have you back
1: and if i get to choose i'm gonna pick a movie that i can find in my attic after i move that bird
0: I usually pick movies that are streaming somewhere. Uh, right. nine times, more often than not, I, I deliberately check in advance and make sure it's streaming before I announce it on the show. But this was just a movie I just really wanted to do, and I just figured no, fuck it, it's going to be somewhere. Um, so hopefully uh, Eric's choice is streaming. I haven't checked yet, but he did uh, pick his movie for next week. He has picked the... Honey, 19- I
1: shrunk the kids.
0: You are actually very close because he picked the movie kids uh, oh, Larry Clark film, uh rosario dawson's first film from 1995 the whoa uh appalling <laughs> uh, <laughs> uber uh realistic and uh hyper graphic kids from 1995 featuring the folk implosion song a natural one which is fucking great so i'm looking forward to revisiting it's that movie just, I- it's just
1: casper
0: Oh, God. God. Listen, I, oh, I, I, I don't gonna, I'm, fucking. So yeah. glad
1: I don't do this show now. <laughs> we're, we're all going to have feelings about right? it. We're going to have some fucking feelings. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a reason I haven't watched any Larry Clark movies since. <laughs> 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 so uh, tune in uh, next week uh, with the Cinema Nine podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. That's it for us. And thank I you. Thanks so. all. Good night. Bye. <laughs>
1: Oh, come on. <laughs>